This is Marcus and Eric learn stuff from smarter people. My name is Marcus Monroe. I'm Eric Newman. Today we're joined by Terry. Terry is some, he has a profession that I've been wanting to just ask a hundred questions about because I have no, really not much information. I don't know much about it. Yeah, I agree. This is like seriously one of the most interesting guests I can imagine. So you hear about it on TV and in movies. And, and in books. And in books. I'm kidding. I don't read books. I'm kidding. But I, I, I imagine they're in books too. Terry, welcome to the show. You sell weed. You sell drugs on the streets of New York City. How amazing is that? Pretty incredible, Marcus. How's it going, Marcus and um, Eric, by the way? Big fans. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, man. We're, we're more fans of what you do, honestly. Than what- <laughs> Very true. Wait, have you ever sold an, on McDougal? Uh, I don't think he, just, he doesn't go just to the street and go weed, weed, weed. Oh, it's not like that. No, this is wait first. Okay, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. So, Terry, tell us how you got started selling weed. All right. So, um, essentially, like, like I was probably a summer before college. A friend of mine who I've known since you know second or third grade. He actually plugged me in to like, you know, like I was smoking with him randomly. This was like the, probably the first, the second time I smoked. And I was like, yo, this, this is good. And then he was like, where could I get this from? Where could I get it in bulk? But he told me the, like the wholesale price opposed to the reason, like the, the retail price. And he said, you could get it in bulk. So like one thing led to another. And then I purchased this like this huge amount not necessarily like huge for the time being, but probably like a zip, which in terms is like an ounce, which isn't that much. I did that and um, I took that to, you know, my freshman year of college and um, the rest was history. But like I only did that my freshman year because, you know, I had good grades and I didn't want to get kicked out. Um, so what I did was um, I quit doing that and like, you know, with the weed thing. And I went back, like when I got back to New York City, you know, most of us, we graduate from college and we're in debt. Like, you know, we have to pay our student loans and all that. And I'm like, what would be a faster track to help get out of debt? I said, I could, you know, get a job being a bartender, which, you know, I don't drink. So like, and you know, that's a pretty demanding job. And, you know, bartending in New York is a, that could be kind of a hassle. And I was like, hey, I already have a connect for something. So why don't I just do this? And the rest was history from there. Yeah. So I've been doing it roughly for about, we're in 2021, um, roughly around like 2015, 2016. Did you know when you met your friend in second or third grade, did you guys look at each other and you somehow knew you were going to um, go into drug dealing together at some point? Honestly, like I knew we were going to do something because we used to play basketball and like his story is actually pretty fascinating too. And there are like a lot of rules and everything in regards to like, you know, commandments, like, you know, Biggie Smalls made the ten, the top 10 commandments of, you know, the crack commandments, something like that. Like, but it's not necessarily like, you know, commandments like on that end. When I, I knew that I was going to do something with him and, you know, like eventually it became that, but like, he's only like, you know, my supplier he's nobody like you know that i work with every day so I, this is pretty much a one-man operation but you know i get my stuff from him and i've been getting for forever so so i'm i'm curious to know if you've paid off your student loans oh yeah i did oh nice nice okay so you paid off your student loans and now this is just a side hustle for you then because you have a full-time day job but this is just a side hustle yeah i have um a full-time day job and i have you know other streams of income this is like you know something I do 
you know, you know, it's extra money and it's easy and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy getting you guys high. We really appreciate your service. First of all, how long have you been doing it? You said you said your freshman year in college you started, right? Yeah, and then I, I quit and I quit for the last three years of college. So give or take probably around 12 years. But like, you know, and but that was like a four year break. So around seven, eight years. Do you follow the 10 crack commandments? Uh, there are different types of commandments. Like that's like I do get high on my own supply, but only on weekends and never by myself. Um, <laughs> Who do you usually get high with? Either, you know, friends or, you know, people that are acclimated to my business. <laughs> customers. So I'm sure you have some stories of just going and in, getting into some sketchy situations, right? Have you ever been freaked out going into someone's apartment, maybe a new client you hadn't met before and just kind of like, all right, this is not what I was signed up for. Okay. Yeah. So I have a couple. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Give it, give it to us, Terry. Give it to us. All right. Yeah. So there was this, there's this one person, right? This female, um, roughly around my age, nice girl. So um, I would, you know, go to her, serve her every, I don't know, every week or so. So then one time, like, you know, she was really emotional. I'm like, what's going on, whatever. And uh, I go over and she says, I have to talk to you. This girl starts confessing her love to me. Like, yo, I think about you all the time. I I look forward to the times when you come here and you deliver my weed. and, And I'm thinking to myself, like, and I'm not attracted to this woman. So I just start giving all the negative cognitations about me. I'm like, love, I'm a, I'm a drug dealer. Like, this isn't going to go anywhere. I'm not good for you. Like, I was, this isn't, this, the, the, do you, does, your, does your mother, does your father want you to bring me home? Think of that. I know, but like, I'm not going to bring any, you know, extra central value to your life. So that's how bad men are at rejecting women. We have to be like, we can't just be like, no, I'm not interested. We have to be like, but I'm a drug dealer. Your dad's not going to like this. And so with that, like, but the funny thing is she still buys from me. So I was able to talk my way out of that. Have you ever delivered to someone that we would all know, someone famous? Yeah, um, a couple people. Ooh, who do you got? Who you got? Can, are you allowed to say who it is? Or can you give us hints? Are you guys familiar with this rapper? Um, I can say his name. He doesn't care. Uh, Kyle. Oh, I know the name. I know the name. Like him, yeah. But the funniest things I have, like, like the most interesting places I delivered, opposed to the people. Yeah, let's hear it. I delivered in Trump Tower. That's hilarious. So you're you're going into like a fancy, ritzy New York City elite building. Yeah, pretty much. With terrible people. With terrible people. And um, let's see, I delivered at the 4040 Club, like the oh, actual. Oh, nice. But like, it wasn't Jay Z, but someone else who owned the building. Like, I went up there, and like, this guy had like a. I guess it was a one of the partners, but he had like you know this jacuzzi. He had this like in in, in inside like the the unit. Like this was incredible. It like his unit looked like one of those Miami villas, but like in New York, like on twenty third. That's crazy. Now, do you charge more for someone like that if they're in the top one percent? Do you up your price a little bit? Um, I initially like up my prices for delivery for anyone, unless it's like you know someone I like. So. You guys, I like you guys, so I give you, you know, the straight up price without the delivery fee. Yeah, nice. No delivery fee, baby. It, it's if it's somebody I, I'm not too fond of, then I'll probably charge more. I actually got fired from a job around three years ago, and that dude still cops from me. But I give him like the crazy, like let's say, like you know, 
and eighth is 40 i'm charging them 65. nice <laughs> do people ever like tip a lot like you get there and they like you you hit it off and they just give you like a big tip absolutely not no one tips no one tips <laughs> nah so you exclusively deliver to jews then is what you're saying <laughs> what well, i'm jewish but by the way i could he could say that he could say what are like what's a popular order for you i'm assuming like new york i always think sour diesel's like a popular strain here but is there uh do you have an order that most people will want from you everyone loves sativas sativas is a new hot thing right now let me ask you a question how do you see the business changing now that like weed is being legalized here in new york like what wh what's the future for you what do you think well to be honest like the black market is always going to be the black market it's not going anywhere initially What's going to happen is, you know, there's going to be a, all right, dispensaries are open. Weed is legal. Yay. And then, you know, there's going to be a honeymoon period of, let's say, two to three months where business might drop off. But then I think like people will slowly but surely come back to, you know, the initial ways they get, you know, marijuana. And the reason why is because like they're going to tax crazy. Like if you check like like um massachusetts you go to colorado you go to california like they're charging like 65 70 dollars for an eighth that usually costs 40 dollars. that's gonna spread really thin really quick yeah and another thing is like like let's say that you know you could like the dispensary closes at 6 30 and it's friday night you get off of work at six and you you don't make it on time you still want your weed right for the for the weekend so that's gonna happen gotta have your weed for the weekend gotta have it <laughs> it's the freaky freaky weekend we about to have us some fun singing rihanna i think that's might be r kelly oh, so gee. oh yeah I, yeah, I yeah r kelly and i've made fun of jews in one podcast episode crushing it <laughs> is there any hope for you and that girl at some point in the future i mean she still buys from me but no do you sell other stuff other than other than weed so for the most part just um weed you know gummies edibles as well as um mushrooms I try to stay away from the harder stuff because I, I don't even do any of that stuff. And like I've done like, so here's a funny story. I actually sold Coke for like two days and it was the, it was the most stressful period of my life. One of the most stressful, <laughs> like, it's like, I don't, when people buy weed, it's like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm on your, I'm on my way. Like people that buy Coke, like consistently, they'll call you four in the morning. Like I'm in front of your house. Can I get some Coke? Like, like, bro, I'm in bed right now. Like, I I can't help you. <laughs> or like, or like, if you can't, if you're not there for them at that specific time, they get upset. So, like, this was only like in a span of two or three days. So then this this guy calls me and he's like, Yo, I need a I need an eight ball of Coke. Hey man, I'm in um Six Flags Great Adventures. He's like, What the fuck are you doing in Six Flags? Like, yo, they don't want you to have your like to those types of people. Like, it's all about them, but. I only deal with, you know, the max is um, mushrooms, but I do um, sell weed and, uh, and gummies, edibles, chocolate as well. Imagine how many more trips to Trump Tower you would have made if you continued to sell Coke. <sighs> Yo, fortunately, my career was really short. Have you had any close calls with the police? Like, what was your scariest moment where you thought maybe, uh-oh? So, like... The funny thing is I never really had like close calls. Like I've, I've had like weed on me around cops, but like funny thing is like, actually I do have a funny story. I was in Madison square garden. So like I'm at a Knicks game, like, you know, go, you know, when you go to Madison square garden, there's like, you know, the search. And I forgot that I had weed on me. So they stopped me and they're like, what's this? And I had like, probably at a half on me. 
So then what happens is they're like, why do you have this? They ask questions before anything. So fortunately, like probably a couple of months before that, I got like a medical card from this doctor. And um, so I'm permitted to carry marijuana throughout, you know, the um, the state of New York, um, a specific amount up to three pounds. So like, I was like, this is, I'm, I'm medically cleared to have this. And they let me through and I watched the Nick game with drugs on me in Madison Square Garden. That's incredible. I, that all, that kind of makes me think of that story where I think it was like Snoop Dogg took weed into the White House and smoked <laughs> in the White House. Oh, yeah. You know, what's funny is like D.C., it's legal and you can smoke outside. So last time I was in D.C., I'm like, like right by the Capitol. So I see this like really cute chick come out of work. It's around like it's a Friday afternoon, like 4.35 o'clock. I see this really cute chick. She comes out and just lights an L right in front of the Capitol building and just keeps it pushing. And that was like the coolest shit I've seen like in D.C. I would love to see that. <laughs> Definitely. How, how much how much do weed do you have on you before you get really nervous? Like, what's the amount where you could get into serious trouble, I guess? And what is serious trouble? So, um, the most that, like, if I have more than a pound on me, then I get, like, really scared. Maybe more than half a pound. So, with that, when that happens, I just, I take it, I, I play it really safe. Like, I I Uber or I call a cab. So, like, you know, I'm not on the train. I'm not driving. I'm not on a bike because anything could happen in that. So, when I have that amount, when I have in bulk, like, let's say I'm picking up, then that's, like, I'll take a cab or whatever. That could get really scary at times especially at night and it's not even like you know police like new york is new york like you could get robbed for like you know anything like they could see oh i like those sneakers and then you get especially like you know manhattan and by the way i only deliver in manhattan i don't do the outer boroughs reason being is you get jammed up more in the outer boroughs like the cops they actually put hands on you first before they even lock you up at least in at least in manhattan they they have the courtesy not to you know do that to you what's the biggest delivery you've ever had to make uh probably about yeah, so it was like, this was crazy, man. So like a friend of mine, he's a very affluent person, reached out to me, tells me to bring everything. Everything. Tells me to bring everything. Like everything? Everything. You're talking all the weed you have, all the shrooms, all the edibles. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Like, like wow. just clean me out. So he was like, meet me here. He doesn't live in the city, but he was somewhere in the city. So I go to this place, right? And it's like the top floor of some like, dope ass like apartment building whatever so i get there open the door and it's like this like this crazy poker game these guys are playing like you know 10 20 dollar hands like you know like the sopranos it looked like those kind of guys so then my boy who reached out not not even my boy this is a grown man like of like you know very you know affluent person says yeah he's here so all of these guys come up and they just start like like i felt like the ice cream man like they were like, you know, just kids, like some ice cream to kids. Like they just clean me out. Like, yeah, this, that, 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 and the third. And it was like, yo, you want to stick around? So I like, yeah, sure. So I'm hanging out there. They have like a bar. They have, they have chicks, like, you know, waitresses, but this is someone's crib, like someone's apartment. So then it was like, hey, you want to lap dance? I'm like, sure. So they take me in the back. It's like, yo, and some like fire ass chick, like some really beautiful woman starts like you know giving me a lap dance and there's like that's on the house and he he i guess he pays her with chips like you know chips at the the poker games 
I'm just talking to the chick. I'm just talking to the chick and she's like, yeah, your weed is really good. Um, me and my boyfriend might need this too. So she became a customer off of that. <laughs> Amazing. By the way, if that girl, if that girl told you she wanted to be with you, you wouldn't have been like, uh, oh, but I'm a drug dealer. You know, <laughs> no way, right? You'd have been like, I have another job, I swear. <laughs> Yo, fellas, you know what the crazy thing is though? With women, like no woman has ever turned me down, like after I told them that, like, or just wanted to avoid me. Well, not you're a, you're a you're a handsome guy, man. But you're not you're not the ugliest looking dude we've ever talked to. Yeah. Why didn't you just leave it at handsome? Why'd you have to downgrade it so much? Beautiful <laughs> man. He's a beautiful man. You first said you're a handsome guy, very nice compliment. Yeah. Then you said you're not the ugliest guy we've ever talked to. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to build them up without making myself sound like I want them. Yeah. But we already know you want them. Last question. Okay. This is what I want to know. So um, this is a little bit of a weird question, but I'm a very weird person. So, um, for example, like strippers, because you were talking about getting a lap dance. You know how like strippers, like a lot of them, they say like, well, if you pay them enough money, they'll do more, right? There's that. Do you think most drug dealers, like people who just specifically deal weed, do you think if a, a certain amount of money was thrown at them, that almost every single one would sell coke, all that stuff or do you think like a lot of them are principled like give me like a percentage what do you think i would say it really depends on your risk tolerance because i mean like a guy like me like if like i have a lot to lose so like as you know I, I have like a really good job that you know pays me six figures outside of this and that's the thing about that's 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 so like with me i wouldn't do that but like i would say probably if, you, if they're hungry like that probably around like 50 percent Dang. Well, well, Terry, thank you so much for your time today. I learned a lot about uh, weed, dealing drugs, how you got started. I have a whole different perspective on it. So thank you for sharing uh, your experiences uh, to Eric and I. Yeah, thanks so much, Terry, man. I really I really enjoyed hearing about the stories. And uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm a less dumb of a human being now. So thank you. And I'm sure we'll both be texting you pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me on the show. I deeply appreciate it. And um, we'll be in touch, of course. Wow, Eric, what did you learn? I learned that Terry's a smooth-ass dude. Yes. And I learned that you can carry a pound of weed in New York City and then not get caught. And also, you can pay off your student loans fairly quickly. My name is Marcus Monroe. And I'm Eric Newman. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marcus and Eric Learn Stuff for Smarter People. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. The New York Comedy Club podcast is back with brand new episodes, interviews, and jokes take a look behind the curtain as we discuss all aspects of the comedy world the origin of a joke the writing process the business side of things and well things that are just funny get to know your favorite comedians discover new comics and get a first-hand look inside the make them laugh business with the new york comedy club podcast brought to you by paper house network